Hello, and welcome to the Indie Author Method Podcast, where we talk with independent authors about their process and how they can help you along your writing journey. I am your host, best-selling and award-winning author, Andrew J. Brandt. Before we get into it, this episode of the Indie Author Method is brought to you by The Subtle Nerd. The Subtle Nerd was born from fashion-forward comfort needs with a fun, sneaky twist on the geek and nerd culture. I have quite a few t-shirts from The Subtle Nerd, and my favorite is honestly the Three Broomsticks t-shirt. See, whether I'm in gym shorts and taking a jog around my neighborhood, or I pair it with a pair of jeans and sneakers and hit up one of my favorite breweries, this shirt looks great on me. It fits comfortably, it feels great, plus it's got that little hint of subtle nerddom, and I love it. So whether you get the Three Broomsticks shirt, or even the official mixtape for the End of the World t-shirt that I collabed with the Subtle Nerd on, check them out, check out their apparel, and get 10% off your order by using promo code INDIE at thesubtlenerd.com. This episode is also brought to you by Expand Shoelaces. A shoe's performance is literally held together by its laces. Expand creator Chuck Harris believed they could be better. It all began in 2015 when Chuck had the misfortune of contracting West Nile virus. One of the symptoms he experienced was the swelling of his feet throughout the day. It got so bad for him that the simple task of tying his shoes became painful. And with that, an idea was born. Chuck asked, what if your shoes could remain comfortable and snug whatever the conditions? Removing hot spots and pressure point aggravation while remaining a perfect fit every time. With that as his starting point, he devised a system to secure shoelaces using two elastic laces that allowed for a breathable, comfortably snug fit that regular shoelaces just wouldn't allow. Add to that innovation anchor mechanism, which helped to secure the laces in place, removing the need to tie them ever again. I use Expand Laces on my Thursday Boot Company sneakers, and they make my shoes comfortable and easy to wear. Think outside the shoebox and get 10% off your next shoelace order with promo code INDIE at expandlaces.com. That's the letter X, Expand Laces, promo code INDIE. Now, let's get on to the interview. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by D.R. Werner, who's the author of the Unsolved Serial Killer series, of which Volume 3 just released on December 3rd. I'm a big fan of not only his work, but how much research he puts into each one of these books. Today, we'll get into his process of writing, how he finds sources and compiles them for his books, and what's next on the horizon. DR, how are you? I'm doing excellent, Andrew. How's it going today? It's good, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to hop on the podcast with me and talk about something that I've not yet had the experience of talking with another author about yet, and that's writing nonfiction. Oh, really? I'm the, I'm the first. You're the first. Yeah, you're at least the first one recorded. And you'll, you'll most likely be the first one to release through this series. But yeah, why don't you, for our listeners, kind of go through what made you want to be a writer in the first place? Wow. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's an excellent question. Seeing that I'm, I'm self-published at age 35, uh, you know, it's kind, of, uh, it's, it's kind of an interesting path to get there. So um, I've, I've, I think I've always been just good with words, especially when I can take the time to, um, to put some thought behind it and, and type it out. Maybe not as, as good on the spot uh, as your listeners might, uh, <laughs> might agree with after hearing this, but it's, uh, it's just something that has always come naturally to me. Uh, my wife, uh, Haley, uh, just this past year, 
stumbled across an ad for a self-publishing course on YouTube, and she just brought it to my attention. She just asked if publishing was something that I would be interested in uh, since I was uh, – well, she felt good at writing, and, and I'd always felt the same way. So um, the way my brain works, I just – I had to choose uh, nonfiction. That's just how I'm just super uh, – I don't know. I'm left-handed. And so aren't you as well, Andrew? I am. Yeah, I'm left-handed as well. It's funny how that works. I just, I, I, uh, I have this super creative side. I'm, I'm a musician as well, but when it comes to writing things down, I, I, I was, I really, it took me six months to get the first book written, um, because I was so anal about all of the facts. I was really worried, you know, there's going to be a lot of fact checkers out there, you know, which is, is funny in retrospect, thinking, you know, all this self-published true crime author, you know, who's really going to be <laughs> following up and, and checking the facts. But really, I was just so nervous. I wanted to have an accurate book. I wanted to give uh, victims a um, uh, just honor, really, uh, some sort of remembrance uh, that they're they're not forgotten. Uh, and so I... Um, I, I turn to the facts, I guess, and that's it. Made it easier for me to write. I think there's there's no there's no real writer's block, Andrew. If that makes sense, it's really just a matter of research. Yeah, I totally get that. You know, one of my favorite authors uh, is is John Krakauer, who writes nonfiction, um, and he mainly writes you know like adventure fiction or excuse me, adventure nonfiction. Uh, we're talking about like Into the Wild or Into Thin Air, Under the Banner of Heaven, and one thing I noticed about your Unsolved Serial Killers volumes, just whenever you finish up, you know, whether it's the, the paperback version or the Kindle version, is uh, the tons and tons of research and sources that you've cited in the back of those books. Writing nonfiction, I'm sure, is, is something that is totally different from just coming up with ideas. How do you find good sources to use how do you find right. i don't want to say like factual sources but something that's like how do you know what is a good source for your for your project and and you know i guess give our listeners you know that process of of finding you know the the gold in there as you're as you're mining for gold sure sure uh well <clears throat> really it, it the research to me is the fun part of this. And that's, it probably sounds crude, but if you're a true crime fan, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. I have a degree in history, which is essentially a research degree anyway. I have used history as a sub niche, sorry, on books because of the, because of the, because it's true crime. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no. So it's, it's kind of the same thing where, you know, writing a thesis paper, compiling all of your sources. I've just never done that for a book. Well, it's whenever I send off the uh, my, my book to be formatted, the formatter handles all of the actual um, citing the sources properly. I honestly, I don't know how to do that technically to this day, which is probably shameful. But that's why people hired out, Andrew. Uh, it, so basically what I do um, is I start where all good research starts, and that is Wikipedia. Um, I, uh, I say that as a, as kind of a hat So Wikipedia though, it lists, I think it's something like 94 
unsolved or unidentified serial killers. And so that's kind of, I use that as kind of like the mother list, if that makes sense. Uh, you know, there's, yeah, so there are, uh, but that, that's just kind of the, the start to the, uh, the, the foundation of the research. You know, I, I, uh, I went through, uh, most of those, um, I've, I mean, I've gone through all of them now, uh, at this point, but for the first volume, I was really looking for the ones that as a true crime fan that I hadn't heard of, um, and ones that I felt like would be not, uh, that would be approachable cases, ones that weren't so gruesome that, that it was just, dis- they w- would just disgust readers, if that makes sense. Uh, but that were, um, that were still interesting and, and, uh, pertinent and, solvable honestly so um yeah i i I really i would i would start with uh, with research online i picked my 10 unidentified serial killers that i was going to go after and then i did deep dives on on every last one of them man do you ever do you ever worry that you know one of these guys is going to find out what you're doing and and how deep you're digging and come after you Exactly. That's ex- exactly why I write under a pen name, Andrew. That's exactly <laughs> why. Uh, and it's also funny. Uh, if you track Dr. Werner uh, to a physical address, it will actually lead you to a uh, a PO box in uh, Dallas, Texas. So um, anyway, covering those tracks. Covering That's those right. tracks. <laughs> That's right, Andrew. So. <laughs> So let's get let's get into that process. I mean, let's dig in because, like I said, you're the first real nonfiction author I've had on the show so far. You you compile your sources, you pick out your your ten cases that you want to investigate, right. and then what happens there? You write down outlines. Uh, yeah, essentially, uh, I I start with an outline. You know, I I can do a victim list, uh, just depending on you know the case itself and 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 what it what all. Uh, what it all entails, essentially. Uh, but since they're all serial killers, uh, I can, I really just have a form that I have come up with now. Since the first volume took me about six months to write, uh, I, you know, I, told, I mentioned that I was just really anal with, with the facts and things, but uh, volume two and volume three each took only about two months, two and a half months or so. Uh, because I, I have this system now, essentially, but it, it really is just an outline that I have. Uh, well, I guess prefabricated would be the word. Just an outline that I have set up on my on my laptop, a file that I can open, um, and it essentially breaks down um, each chapter uh, into uh, the various crimes. The as I mentioned, the number of victims. Uh, the investigation, uh, as far as any sort of uh, suspects or uh, arrests that have been made, uh, and I, I doc, I, I do a deep dive on all of them. I spend hours, uh, hours and hours doing research until I find good sources. And that is another thing. If I can't find good sources, and that's a tough question. You ask me, how do I, how do I know which source is a good source? It's one of those things that you just. You just know. I mean, if it's a CNN, if it's an NPR, it's a B- if it's a BBC News, obviously those are things you can you can typically count on, or or you'd hope to be able to rely on as a as an author or, or somebody doing research looking to source uh, some information. But um, those are the things I look for. I look for quality sources that that um, 
I know are doing their research, you know, uh, properly. And then, and then, and then I go from there. So that has ruled out, you know, I mentioned that I believe there's 94 unsolved serial killers or unidentified in that, in that little Wikipedia subcategory. And it's kind of a half joke, but that doesn't mean that I can do nine volumes of unsolved serial killers because each book covers 10 cases. There just isn't enough information out there on more than half of these cases, more than half. So I will likely stop at volume four. Um, I could potentially do a fifth volume. I just don't want it to be um, I don't want to jip the readers, if that makes any sense. You know, I don't want to force a fifth volume if there isn't the quality sources out there that I need, you know. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. I think one of the things you hit on was you're talking about your your prefabricated form or your outline form that you have is it sounds a lot like writing fiction where you know I don't necessarily outline a plot but I do have you know a three act structure and I have certain beats that I want to hit along the way so even though I let my characters and their actions kind of dictate where the story goes I do know that I have certain beats I need to hit along the way. Oh, that's perfect. I mean, yeah, that, that's essentially the same. You're right. It's very comparable. It's and it's and it's extremely helpful now that I did the work in the beginning. That I did the work just and it was. It didn't take long, but it was a little tedious to come up with a with that outline form. But then now it just makes writing the book that much that much easier. And and then especially now that I've done it. So, um, anyway, I I will. Well, as I mentioned, I'll probably have to stop at volume four on the Unsolved Serial Killer series, but the next series is going to stay in the unsolved realm. So it's it, the next series, I've already done the research for volume one, uh, is going to be called Unsolved True Crime. And it's going to be 10 uh, frightening cases of mystery, murder, and mayhem. And uh, they'll all be uh, the unknown cases as well, the ones you've never heard of. So uh, sticking with that and moving forward. Yeah. Is this is this an exclusive? Do we have we have the exclusive drop here? Yeah, nobody knows we about can, this. Nobody knows about can, this. We can that, announce Dr. Warner's next project. You're. I mean, honestly, you're right. I mean, nobody nobody is aware. Nobody is aware of this. I haven't. I haven't That's fantastic. Because I was about to ask you when you had mentioned that. Volume four, maybe volume five of Unsolved Serial Killers um, was about all you had in that tank, what you had next. So you are definitely sticking with the the unsolved cases. Yeah, yeah. What is it about the true crime, the unsolved cases, the unsolved uh, serial killers? What drove you to that subsect of nonfiction? You know, we were we were our brains were headed in the right direction because I was just I was about to hit on that itself. The reason why. Uh, I've decided to stick with uh, true crime, stick with unsolved, uh, is because of the keywords. Uh, what it boils down to is keyword research. Um, and Amazon, there are there are some programs, some uh, some extensions you can get for Chrome. I want to call, I want to say uh, the one that I use is is called uh, AMZ. Uh, yeah, there it is. AMZ Suggestion Expander. And if you're an author and you're and you're uh, doing this yourself and you don't have the AMZ Suggestion Expander, you need to get on this. Uh, what it does is 
as you you know as you're typing in a, a something into Amazon, it, it shows you uh, suggestions for what you've typed so far. So what the suggestion expander does is it does exactly that. It shows you more uh, keywords that people are typing in both before and after what you've already typed in, and including what you've typed, if that makes sense. So it, it, uh, it allows you to see what people are actually typing in the search bar in Amazon. That uh, is incredibly so intelligent because it, it sounds really like you're writing, you're writing specifically to a market. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. No one is is searching for uh, uh, Dr. Werner's books, you know. Uh, especially when I f- was first published, you know, no one's typing in Dr. Werner. What they're typing in are true crime or unsolved cases or uh, you know things like that. What they're actually typing in serial killer book. That's what they're typing in. Uh, and so to include those in your title uh, and your subtitle and your backend keywords that Amazon allows you, it's just priceless because if your book is actually what people are typing into the search bar, you're going to be page one uh, results, you know, uh, the top of the page without paying for advertising. I mean, it's just – you can't beat that. You're going to you're going to join the the Amazon algorithm in the best way and people are going to find your books uh, organically. And that's that's what I've been able to do with the first volume the, or the first series and I want to continue that uh, process with the second series. I often call this the punk rockification of publishing where scrappy hungry authors like us learn the systems and are able to get their product in front of readers without, you know, the, the billion dollar industry machine behind them. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. The, the, the route that you can take to self-publish the, the, the distribution that you can get as a self-publisher is just, I never would have imagined that I would have had this, this kind of reach you know, this kind of global reach, you know, it's, it's silly. I was joking with my wife yesterday. I will, this month I will make $235 from readers in Japan, you know, and that's just how incredible is that? And it, it's just not only are these people I would have never had any sort of connection with or reach to the, these cases may have never been heard or read by, by anyone. It's just, it's really, it's a really neat, uh, process and it's just it's so cool it's an exciting thing all around just just to be that to know that there's people on the other side of the world uh holding a copy of my book it's just a pretty fantastic feeling same thing you know i get those amazon pay stubs at the end of every month or it hits the bank account and i'm going through and you know here's amazon brazil and here's amazon canada and here's amazon germany you know and there's people all over the world i mean an international audience that as long as you're putting out good content and can get it in front of them, people will right. read it. You right. know, if you're putting out the content that people are looking for, they will read it. They absolutely will. There, there's, there's so many people out there that are hungry for content, especially if it's in a niche that they read or a genre that they, they read regularly and have for years, you know, they're on top of it. They're on top of new releases. They're in that new release and what's hot section on Amazon. And they're, they're all about it. So, it, you know, you're absolutely right. The, what you you mentioned there 
specifically is good content is uh, if you can continually release good content um, in a topic that people care about, you're, you're, you can be viable. You really can be viable in this and competitive uh, against anyone, really, when you think about it. I mean, Andrew, there is no reason that anybody should be reading a book um, by D.R. Werner on true crime. It, 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 it's, and, and I don't mean that in a self-deprecating way. I mean that in a I'm not a, uh, a criminologist. I'm not a, uh, a, a cop. You know, I'm, I'm no law enforcement or, or former military anything. I'm just a human that uh, is highly interested in a topic and has been for years. And I've, I've done my research. I continue to do my research and I just care about it. And so it is, it is really neat that I have been able to take that and turn it into a, um, a new career. You know, I was running restaurants before this, uh, you know, I was helping my wife with her dog grooming business, you know? And so it, it, it's really incredible what is is available to the self-published author author these days. Excuse me. So let's let's get into that too. So you know, after you finish one of these volumes, or you announce the volume, what what does your marketing plan look like, and and what kind of tips and tricks do you have for the for the listening aspiring author um, who looks at you and says, "Well, I, I want." Two hundred and twenty dollars from a uh, from from a from a foreign market every month. How do I do that? Right. How do I get money from Japan? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> let me tell you, my friends. It really comes down to, and this this is what I do. Uh, I do guerrilla marketing on Facebook. Uh, I will go and I will find and join groups in my niche. Uh, I will contact the admins or moderators and I will, I'll see if I'm, I'm allowed to post in there. You know, what's cool is that, um, be having, once you have audiobooks, and you, you're, you're aware of this, Andrew, uh, you have something to offer people for free. Um, if, if you're listening to this and you're not aware, if you're an author and you publish a book, um, on audible, so you have an audio book, um, Audible actually gives the author, what is it, a uh, hundred free codes, free download codes for that book. So I you will take those codes and I will go to the set, and then you can apply for more. Yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's you get fifty, twenty five in the U.S. and twenty five for the U.K. And then once ten have been redeemed, they'll allow you to get, you know, twenty five more per market. So gotcha. I think it winds up being a, up to a total of a hundred, but the it, it's it's really neat because what I do is I will I will post essentially a, the cover of my of one of my books, Unsolved Serial Killers, and then I will say um, something along the lines of you know I have a hundred free codes you know available and I you know I'm looking to to hand these out and, and people are all over it. You know, there's uh, I, I joined an unsolved true crime group, uh, oh, a couple of months ago now that has well over a hundred thousand people in it. And it's, if your post gets approved in a group with that many people, you know, and it, you start getting traction, people are commenting on it. It stays up at the top of the group for a week or so, 
you know, that alone is going to get you potentially thousands of sales. I mean, just from a free post that you did in a Facebook group that you didn't create. Uh, so that's what I do. That is what I, there's true crime everywhere all across the globe. Oh yeah. It's such a hot market. It, there really is. And so that, that I really thought it would be so competitive that I just, I, I might have a hard time getting my foot in the door, but it was, I think it was the opposite. I think that, um, people are just so hungry for it and, uh, it has quality keywords that it's it's taken off on its own. So um, just really, really been a fun process. That true crime market, it reminds me a lot of the romance market where if you're putting out good content and you can get it in front of readers, they will they will buy. I mean, they're hungry for that content. Now, I'm looking right. at uh, authors like um, Jen Morris and Melissa Grace who are putting out, you know, I know Jen Morris puts out two or three books a year. And her romance readers are just eating it up all the time. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they'll, they'll they'll wait on it, or you know, I think what else is cool is Amazon will send uh, people emails about suggestions on purchases they've made in that in that niche, and so it just and and also things uh, things that other people have purchased, you know that along the same lines. It's just, it, it really works out to the benefit of us, Andrew, the, the author, which is, uh, which yeah. is just, you know, it's just really cool. Amazon is in the business of selling stuff. And right. the goal of the author is to get onto that, that email um, for them to sell your stuff for you for free. Right. Absolutely. That's the goal. That is the goal. So, you know, whenever you, you finish one of these volumes or you finish up, you know, the, the next uh, the next series that you're going to write, do you do you do any pre-marketing or do you Taylor Swift this thing where it's like I'm done and it's ready and it's out and you can buy it now? Well, I, here's the thing. I've, I've, I've kind of played around with it a little bit. With the first volume, it was really easy to promote ahead of time because all of my friends were like, what? You wrote a book? So, you know, and I was, yeah. And so it was really cool. And so there was all of this, like, of course, you know, a ton of orders on the first day, you know, which I was like, all right, cool. You know, that says thanks friends, you know, but then the fact that it kept going after that was what surprised me, you know, after like day four or five and I was still getting, you know, good sales every day. I was like, okay, hold on. We may have something here. Um, but, uh, (laughs) yeah i'm sorry i kind of forgot where i was going with that andrew (laughs) no that's okay that's okay the reason i ask is because i've been thinking a lot about um taylor swift you know putting out her evermore album or folklore album this last year where it was kind of where it was a surprise release and and i think a lot about just our culture in general where it's very much a i want it now culture If, if i hear about this thing i want it now Right. And as an independent and self-published author of how you can use that to your advantage, I think there's a lot of there's there's a lot of merit to you know a long lead up. My next book doesn't come out until fall of this year. It's got it's got an eight to nine month lead up with all this marketing yeah. behind it. But I do think a lot about just writing something and saying, "Hey, it's out. It's now." I know, like to my existing audience, like I know that you're waiting for the next thing, so you can buy this today. Right. I mean, how fun would that be? 
you know, you think about it, but then like when you do it, what's the best day, Andrew? It's publishing day. <laughs> publishing day is my favorite day. So, so to, to kind of pick back up where I, where I lost track earlier, uh, the reason that it was easier with that first one, like I said, was because I, I hadn't written anything before with these, with the second and third volume, what I did was I really pretty simple uh, release, uh, essentially just made a post. I have an email list as well uh, that I reached out to. Um, and, and then with the guerrilla marketing on, on Facebook, as that continued, my, all of my books are enrolled in Kindle Unlimited. So the, the cool thing is if you're going through and you're a Kindle Unlimited reader and you stumble across volume one of my book, you will also see volume two and volume three. I mean, you just will. It's a, it, you know, it, it says book one of three. So, I mean, you're going to, you're going to see it. So I, I felt like I was going to have a certain amount of organic success no matter what, because there was just going to be those people that read volume one that were going to be looking, okay, that's volume one. Is there, is there a two, is there a three? And of course there, you know, there is now. So, uh, as those new readers every day stumble across it, they're going to find those those next volumes automatically. So I'll probably with volume two and volume three, I really just didn't have a big lead up. I I, I wrote them uh, and I released them uh, pretty much as as soon as they were done, uh, and then I will do the same with volume four. Uh, I'll publish it. Uh, just as soon as it's done. And then I, I probably won't do a big lead up until I switch to the new series. Uh, I, I think that it would, uh, I think it's just, uh, it's just better for me, this process anyway. And I think it's incredible how you've taken that guerrilla marketing approach and have really made it work for you and the content you're putting out, the books you're putting out. It's been awesome. You know, it, it, when you offer something to someone of quality, you know, you, I, it really is like I I am happy and proud to um, to be able to offer like a, a good audio book to someone for free. Like it's really cool. You know, I have a I have a great narrator uh, from the United Kingdom and it's it, he, he's a high quality uh, uh, narrator and it just sounds great. And it's it feels good to offer people that and they like being a part of the process because they get that link that's essentially like, you know, this is a review copy of the audiobook. Uh, and it's it's something special. It's a code, it's a it's a promo, it's um it's it's like you're part of the inside, essentially, especially when it's coming straight from the author, I feel like. So I get to make these connections uh, with these people that I otherwise wouldn't have, uh, that, that wind up, uh, offering me their email address, uh, you know, for free, of course. And I don't, I don't spam them or anything, but I do send them what they ask for. Uh, the other thing is too, I don't, I don't stop at the audiobook thing in the post. I write, you know, if you're not an audiobook fan, or if I run out of codes, I'm willing to send my books to anyone on the planet for free in digital form. If they're willing to leave an honest review uh, after they've read it, so uh, there's been so many people. There's been hundreds. I've sent out probably, well, honestly, probably a well over a thousand copies of uh, my books uh, to pe- just the PDF version uh, that they can read from their their laptop or 
uh, or cell phone. And, you know, I've probably gotten, you know, two and a half percent return on reviews, but it's, uh, it doesn't matter to me so much as the exposure at being, you know, being, being a new author and, and being self-published, um, the fact that my book's being read at all is amazing to me. So, uh, you know, I, I really am not picky. I'm grateful for my readers. I'm, I'm happy to send uh, copies for free to people. And so I, I think I think that the the fans, the readers notice that there's a genuineness there. Is that even a word? Gosh, that's a terrible. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, and I totally I totally understand what you mean, because I talk about a lot of the democratization of, of social media of technology that allows those barriers to be broken where your audience can speak directly to you and vice versa. You can talk directly to your audience and fans um, without without a whole lot of red tape in the way. You're absolutely right. And it, it, it helps the, the process as well. Here, here's something else that I, I haven't really discussed with anyone either, but I do have an email list, as I mentioned, and I said I don't spam people, and that's mostly true, uh, <laughs> Andrew, but <laughs> I do. If you go to my website, drwarnerbooks.com, you can join my email list there, and you can get a free little article that I, that I wrote uh, a while back when I started this. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, if you join the email list – You'll get a series of the to- there's a total of three emails that get sent out, uh, essentially asking you to go to Facebook and join my Facebook group. And then there's one that is asking if there's any sort of unsolved true crime in your neck of the woods in your area uh, that you want to see in one of my books one day, potentially. And so I get an email one day and it's. And it's this woman that I don't know, uh, and she's read my books. She's gotten to the end of it, and at the at the very last page, I think it says, you know, for more, um, uh, oh, for more on Dr. Werner, visit you know my website, and there's the Facebook group, right? So she she went to the website, she joined the email list, she gets the email asking about the true crime in your area, and she tells me about a murder that she was aware of when she was a teenager. And mind you, this woman's in her eighties now that she's never told anyone about. Uh, she actually, she, she told her mother when she first heard about it and her mother said she must've misheard and she never mentioned it to anyone else after that. So I am, I'm actually writing the story right now. Um, and it is, I'm having to change the names uh, of everything because this is a person that was killed supposedly and it was covered up as a uh, a car accident. Um, this woman heard um, overheard a her friends. Let's. Say, I want to get this right. She was 16 years old. She overheard her best friend's mother's boyfriend uh, talking about working over this guy real bad, bad enough, bad enough to kill him. And then they staged his car wreck, uh, like crashed his vehicle into uh, a, a wall or a rock or something somewhere, and with his body inside. And it, and goodness it was, gracious, uh, it was ruled an accident. So anyway, so I calmly went up to the house and screamed to my wife, you know, like, "Oh my God, <laughs> someone just emailed me about a murder." So anyway, so uh, that it, it's really. 
really a fun process. All of this, getting involved in the guerrilla marketing with some, you make these connections with people and you get this information and, and things that just, I don't, it's like the, the universe is flowing in your direction. You know, when, when there is a, a genuine connection there, a genuine human, uh, emotion, I guess. So, you know, I think, I think our brains are synced up because I was going to ask the question that I don't even have to ask now, which was, given the subject matter, do you see your readers form a sense of community and want to offer you, you know, tips on things that they've read or things that they've heard in their communities? But it sounds like that's the case. It really is. It really is. The, uh, you know, the true crime community is really neat it's there's a bunch of what they call uh armchair detectives uh and it's you know just a bunch of people that are into true crime as a hobby but you know also realize that in the modern age that a lot of this these cases can be solved um and it's just a matter of, of finding the dna or or you know whatever the case may be regardless uh, the community out there is exactly that is a community and it's uh, it's pretty fantastic to be welcomed to to you know I mentioned in my post that I'm a, I'm a new author you know I just published my first books in 2021 uh, so you know and, and not there hasn't been one person that has you know <laughs> come and dogged me you know I've gotten some bad reviews and that sort of thing but that that's just going to happen. You're not going to be able to please everybody out there, you know, and, and, and my only hope is those that, uh, those that don't like volume one, well, you know, don't read volume two, <laughs> leave it out of your, your catalog. I guess My but, little soapbox um, is, is, is the person who re- who leaves you a one star review, um, or a bad review. Actually, I, I really like that because it means I gave you a visceral reaction. you, either did not like my book enough. Um, there's a guy on YouTube who, who, who recorded a 30 minute YouTube video, just bashing the Treehouse, my first book, no. which in a way I'm like, you know, you could have just ignored it. You could have said, ah, oh, this sucked. I didn't like this, but you disliked it that much. That means yeah. I gave you some kind of emotional reaction. There's something to be said about that. There really is. And I guarantee you got a few sales from his video. <laughs> People are like, all right, I got to read this. I got to read this piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> before, I, before I let you go, what is the one piece of advice you would give to the aspiring author who maybe wants to start writing true crime like you or just fiction in general, nonfiction? For somebody who says, I have an idea, I want to start writing, Dr. Warner, what do you suggest I do? It, it really just comes down to start writing. If you want to start writing, write every week. I don't write every day, uh, but I do write every week. Uh, I, you know, it, it may not be five days a week, but it's. I guarantee it's at least three or four um, that I'm that I'm out in my office uh, writing. And my office is the quietest place on our property. It's um, the farthest away from our eight dogs that we have. Uh, but actually, I take two with me as as I as I'm talking and during our whole interview are there's two little golden doodle puppies that are uh, that are down here if it gets cold enough you'll need three i know i might i just might uh but yeah that's that's my advice andrew is if if you want to start writing if you have an idea 
start writing, get, get it outlined and, and get going on it. You know, that's fantastic. DR again, thank you so much. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you online. Thanks everyone for listening. It's been a pleasure, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Um, I, uh, I'm honored to be here and, uh, I, I appreciate the invite. Uh, everyone, if you're interested, if you like true crime, or if you're just uh, curious to, um, see what my face looks like, uh, you can, you can find me at, uh, drwarnerbooks.com or, uh, my Facebook group is, oh, I believe it's uh, Facebook, uh, com slash drwarnerbooks. It's the same. It's all the same. You can, you can find me there. Find me on Amazon. Um, and, uh, my series is called unsolved serial killers. So, uh, anyway, wow. thanks for listening. Well, thank you again so much. Look forward to volume four and your next series and see what else you have in the pipeline. Thanks, Andrew. Same to you and all the best, my friend. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. That's D.R. Werner, author of the Unsolved Serial Killer series. You can find him online at drwernerbooks.com. Thank you so much. That's our show for the day. I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, please leave five-star reviews. Leave us a reviews wherever you find your podcast. Subscribe. Tell your friends. All that stuff. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, bookshop.org and thesubtlenerd.com. This is Andrew J. Brandt signing off. We'll see you on the next episode with our next author. <laughs>